0: y'all welcome to culture i am your host leslie lee the third just listening to a little bit of ringo death star one of my favorite bands shoegaze act thinking about going to see him in austin they're playing at elevation fest just announced but we're not here to talk about music in fact we're kind of not here to talk about culture tonight we're talking politics tonight hasn't been a while we're doing a political episode and I have a very special guest joining me tonight, the only person I want to talk politics with, the only person in the world I ever want to talk politics with, Katie Halper. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Culture.
1: Thank you, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me. Oh. Pleasure to be here.
0: Pleasure to be here, even though we're talking about a subject that's always a bit of a downer. Usually, Katie, in this block, we're talking about professional wrestling, the wonderful world of professional yeah. wrestling. Much more fun. Uh, basically, the same as politics, but much lower stakes, usually.
1: Yeah, this is like unprofessional wrestling.
0: Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So, we'll get into it get on the topics. Uh, Katie, which topic did you want to start off with? Cuz we had a, a laundry list of political intrigue, something's funny, something's tragic. I think the most interest, the one that most people were talking about though is the revelations that Donald Trump is actually quite fit and nimble, apparently, and was able got to move. Was able to somehow, according to um, uh, according to testimony by Cassidy Hutchinson, a former uh, staffer,
1: snitch. Current snitch.
0: Current snitch. She is snitching. She is. It's not even snitch. dry snitching. It's just straight up. It, yep. I'll get into that a little bit, but because she is being heralded. Online, as being like this heroic figure who's ah, get you know, taking you know, taking a stand, even though she's a Republican, she's you know, separating right from wrong. Must say, right, at even the, though
1: she worked for Trump,
0: yeah, not only did she work for Trump, I think people get confused. She wasn't someone who came in after immediately after Trump won and then got a crisis of conscience. No, she joined the administration in 2020. She wanted to be a part of the downfall era of Trump, willingly so. And Trump said this, and this was actually confirmed that the reason she's speaking out is because she had planned to work at mar-a-lago after and she was telling her friends all about it and trump said i don't know it's not confirmed that trump uh was personally involved in uh denying her this but he claims they personally denied her this um, but it is confirmed that she was gonna work at mar-a-lago and that job fell through between uh when he left office and now and that p- might be the reason why she's testifying
1: wow so
0: vindictive snitch. <laughs> vindictive snitch. We got the video here. I want to just uh, play a clip of it yeah, for people okay. who haven't uh, heard it. I'll pull it up. is a uh, quite quite funny. I do have to say, in the video, she is like laughing when she's saying this, right? She's like she can be- almost barely get through the story that she's telling, but for some reason, this was shocking testimony. Maybe the callers can tell me why. But here we go.
2: When I returned to the White House, I walked upstairs towards the chief of staff's office. And I noticed Mr. Renato lingering outside of the office. Once we had made eye contact, he quickly waved me to go into his office, which was just across the hall from mine.
0: And I should mention Cass- Cassie Hutchinson. The split screen is her with Liz Cheney. Um, oh, my god War criminal, I think it's fair to say, at least like oh, gen- genetically. So, yeah, war criminal, <laughs> uh, Liz war
1: Cheney.
0: war crimes enthusiast. Yes, war crimes enthusiast. Enthusiast at the very least.
1: When
2: I went in, he shut the door, and I noticed Bobby Angle, who is the head of Mr. Trump's security detail, sitting in a chair, looking somewhat discombobulated and a little lost. Um, and I, I looked at Tony, and he had said, "Did you effing hear what happened in the Beast?" I said, "No, Tony." I- The Beast
0: is the presidential limo slash suburban, which is important to note because it's like a suburban but bigger. Katie, have you ever been—you're a New Yorker. You probably don't know what a suburban uh, is. You don't know what we we have out here in, you know, real America. Have you ever been seeing a suburban?
1: I don't know. I actually don't know.
0: It's a massive car. My dad—my uncle used to drive one because he had a barbecue pit— uh, in you know the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, and so he had to drive like across a mountain to go to the nearest Sam. So he had to load it all up uh <laughs> to get all his supplies. So he had it's just just a massive vehicle. You can't imagine how big this thing is. And my dad started driving it, uh, it after my uh, uncle passed, and it just always terrified me because it's just so huge, so massive. And this one is even like bigger and reinforced. And this is this is important uh, part of the rest of a story, just to consider the visual. Just imagine the biggest car you've ever seen, but then even bigger, custom-made for the president.
2: I just thought back. What happened? Tony proceeded to tell me that when the president got in the beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the -the off-the-record movement to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol, and when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it, it's not secure, we're going back to the West Wing, the President had very strong, very angry response to that
0: and this is for listeners at home this is where she breaks up laughing she breaks up laughing this is supposed to be like the centerpiece testimony of what was an attempted coup of the united right. states government and while she's giving it she like cracks up laughing yeah, at why her do you think
1: she does that? own story
0: her? i i don't know it's so bizarre but it is a funny story which kind of bela- it is funny but so. the fact that it is just a funny comical story kind of suggests that maybe it's not uh this coup wasn't uh that much right. of a coup
1: um, right it was yeah i mean the, you need an army thing. for the coup Yes.
0: that Generally speaking, you need like an army, the CIA. Yeah, uh, you
1: need defection. And um, I always thought, you know, whenever I was scared, because I never put it beyond Trump to try to do something like this. But whenever I was worried about it, I would be like, there's no way that my army would ever let this happen. Yeah, because but- they like uphold the rule of law. They just don't like Trump.
0: Well, here here we go. Her testimony, I think, kind of su- it supports, you know, that idea or that general thinking.
2: The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president. Take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, Sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle, And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had <laughs> motioned towards his clavicles.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Not uh, to make light uh, of it. but
1: Not to make light of it. But, but first this, of all, apparently...
0: There's no this way. not.
1: She didn't witness this. Yeah, no. This is this is hearsay.
0: Hearsay. And
1: apparently, the people who were there say that didn't happen.
0: This did not happen. Or they didn't
1: tell her that it happened. Yeah,
0: or they, yeah. They said that they're willing to testify under oath that this did not happen. That the Donald Trump did not first of all reach from the back seat of a stretch suburban and grab the will and simultaneously choke out another man and only was
1: his security guard yeah he's like he's
0: like dropping like is is he like the president from like what like air force one or something like harrison ford like i do not i just don't believe that this happened I wouldn't put it past Trump to be to say those things, obviously. But the fact of the matter is that even if the story is 100,000 percent true, does it not prove the fact that he can't even get his secret service to drive him somewhere shows that whatever this coup was supposed to be it's even more poorly planned out than the average CIA coup in a South American country.
1: Right? Yeah. You can't even get your security guard slash driver.
0: Who are not good people, as we know from the stories that we've ta- I think we've talked about on the Katie Halper show uh, once or twice about how the Secret Service agents are always getting busted um, with under- underage prostitutes right. and drugs and all these foreign countries, and they're racking up these bills on like their government cards and shit. Like they're yeah. not like they're, they're, they would. If anybody would be ride or die to do a Maybe. coup, <laughs> it might be the Secret Service.
1: Yeah, right. And he can't even get them.
0: Yeah, so, so, so I don't know. This, I haven't been following 1.6 that much. Katie, have you been paying that much?
1: No, but I thought this was funnier.
0: Yes, than this, most Yeah, this was than a lot funnier here. than most of them. I think that's why people got excited. People were trying to say, right. oh, this is a big series, big time. But actually, the knee-jerk reaction most people had was just a funny image of Trump trying to grab the steering wheel, which I do not believe, I don't believe it happens, but I can see why people want to believe it happened. It sounds right. very funny, so I don't blame people for that.
1: Uh, also, why did she say he grabbed at his clavicles? Who, who says that? <laughs> who says that? He didn't grab his collarbones. Didn't he go for his throat? Isn't that what he meant? And for I do collar? have to say,
0: she is she gesturing. Yeah, she's gesturing while doing this, but the gestures don't make any sense. They don't match, like, the story she's telling. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I I just don't buy it. And again, this is someone who joined the Trump administration late in 2020. Right. She wasn't there that long. She wasn't that cl- – she did end up being, getting kind of close – Close to people because she was someone's aide, um, but she was just not like it's a chief su- of staff aide. Yeah, she chief. Uh, uh, yeah, and she was just not like a super insider. And I do think this is kind of a case where, like, well, I didn't get the job I wanted, so fuck right. it, might as well.
1: When's the book deal coming? Yes, out? exactly.
0: Coming out. When's the book deal? When's the the TV show? Because she she's like straight up a super MAGA person. Like, but for some reason, the timeline your timelines probably filled with people calling her a hero. Right.
1: Super mega, just a little bit more. I don't know, uh, law abiding.
0: <laughs> law, law, uh, like, or, or you mean like, a, like a etiquette
1: mag- follows etiquette more than. Oh, ben so
0: Tom? you mean you mean like the uh, 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 the Dungeons and Dragons ca- classification, like lawful evil. It, is
1: no, I just mean like she probably wants to kill like. Due to harm to people in ways that are more technically legal than Trump.
0: Oh, I don't even think that's true. I think she's just mad that she got fired. Like she, yeah, yeah she, she like she style. joined like three of twenty twenty. I'm not sure how much worse it could get.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it also is funny that uh, he. She said that he like threw. There was ketchup on the walls. Yes,
0: yeah, she did mention that when he when. Um, He was told that the election was not stolen. He screamed and threw his lunch against the wall, and she came in and looked. And people did respond like, there's no way she would be even allowed in the room. What is she talking about? Trump apparently made a bunch of hot posts about this. I kind of miss him on Twitter. When's Elon getting him back on Twitter? That's where these posts, this is where these posts should be. They should be on Twitter. You shouldn't have to go to the Freedom app or whatever. But man, yeah, that was.
1: Who don't have reliable information?
0: Yeah, exactly. So if you want to talk politics, I have to tell
1: people I don't dislike Trump, by the, I mean that I don't like Trump, or people know that.
0: I think everybody, everybody knows me. Know,
1: everyone <laughs> must know that, right? We must people because you because when we make you make fun of his enemies, people think that you like him, but those are just shit shit libs, right?
0: Yes, I, I would assume so. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody's listening uh, that's like that, Katie. And uh, okay, we had a caller on the line. Sorry, I was just scrolling uh, to get to you. If you want to call back in, please feel free to do so. Anybody wants to call in, talk culture, talk politics. You can even talk wrestling. I, you know, we, 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 we're, we keep it open here on culture. Please call in, talk whatever you want to talk about. Tell me your thoughts on the the one- tweet this out, right? Yes. Oh, Katie, you got to tweet out. You got to let the people know. And All hey, right. you let let people on the show know if they don't know who you are and where they can find the Katie Helper Show and Useful Idiots.
1: Oh, yeah. So you can find the Katie Helper Show on YouTube, on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show, youtube.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Uh, you can find the call-in show that I have. I have a call-in show that I do. My, my YouTube show is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. and then I usually do a call-in after that. Then you can find uh, Useful Idiots, which I co-host now with Aaron Latte. That's at uh, uh, UsefulIdiots.substack.com. We do a show called Monday Mornings on YouTube. You can find that at YouTube.com slash UsefulIdiots. We also have a call-in that we do Monday mornings uh, at 11 a.m. on call-in. So, and on Twitter, I'm Helps. That's letter K, letter T, H-A-L-P-S.
0: All right, Nick, I see you up there. Thank you so much for being so patient. Thank you so much for calling in. Nick, go ahead and unmute yourself. How's it going?
3: Uh, Just fine. And this isn't the thing that I'm calling in for mainly. And this is a joke that, Leslie, only you'll get. But uh, after reading the Black Swordsman arc, I'm convinced that Joe Biden actually sacrificed Bo to the God Hand to become president. (laughs) Um, It would certainly explain his, like, uh, further kind of decline into looking less and less human with each passing day and... uh, but the main reason why i'm calling in and also uh katie i listened to your earlier call in i haven't completed the whole thing but there was somebody that i think made a good point that uh i i've been noticing which is that there's not really a shift to uh the discourse around universal health care and the reason why i think it is and why we're seeing just like uh take after take of of the dumbest kind of Responses that we can have to this cultural moment about abortion, whether it's like, you know, telling people to get vasectomies or withholding sex or coming up with more and more convoluted ways to travel out of state to get it, which ultimately really only serves the affluent that can afford to travel in doctors anyways in the first place. So it is just like further kind of reinforcing, compounding means testing to kind of solve this problem for people. It's already not really the same problem it is for everybody else. And uh, the... The reason why I think, honestly, no one's shifting over into the universal health care discourse is because uh, Democrats and liberals fundamentally don't do, want to do the one thing that would actually help things, which is have their uh, their actual uh, income tax go up by 4% to give everybody health care.
1: Right. I think that's true. And I, you know what, I was, did I, I should have made that point yesterday. Um, I think I, uh, someone raised that point on the call and it was a very good point. And I guess... I, I guess I thought everyone knew that, that all these people sucked on that issue. But you're right. That is why. Well, uh, and They I... don't want to have this issue be, like, be presented in any way that goes outside of very superficial identity politics. They don't want any class analysis applied to it.
3: Well, and they just don't want to suffer the incredibly minor inconvenience of sacrificing a little bit of their ill-gotten gains to actually do something that would benefit people. If only because they've kind of become the same level of myopic and selfish as every Republican that kind of doesn't believe in universal programs because fundamentally they buy into this idea that like no one should actually have anything that they didn't quote-unquote earn.
1: Right. And I love when people are like, I paid for my student loans. I paid my student loans off.
3: Yeah, how how dare you uh, get a free ride because it's the morally right thing to do and would actually lead to objectively better outcomes in the country for me and everybody else right now. But right. fundamentally, universal programs actually help uh, <laughs> Trumpies and the red state people that they don't like. And uh, I do appreciate that I am seeing more over criticism and pushback against Democrats with their just like hollow. You know, you have to donate to us and vote. I wish I saw right. it more just because I'm still on my lib Facebook feed. I'm still seeing a bunch of just incredibly stupid and non-helpful suggestions like download a menstrual cycle app and feed it false information to save Uh, women and tracking data everywhere, which is another... Again, just a whole... Oh, sorry.
1: Oh, no. I'm actually surprised by how many libs who are usually just shit libs are getting frustrated with the dems like even the people who bend over backwards to defend them i think see this as a total and i don't even know if the betrayal ineptitude incompetence whatever it is but but still they're not going to make the connections between um something like uh medicare for all and abortion as you're pointing out
0: yeah and, and nick thank you uh yeah they i have some audio that from the libs that does cover this and see just how far they're willing uh to push it but nick thank you so much for calling as always with uh, a great call. Much appreciated. Love uh, hearing from you, and don't be a stranger.
3: Thanks, sir. And All right. madam.
0: All right, have Thank a good you. one. I
1: thought you were going to say you agreed with someone who called in on my show last night. He was like, yay, this is great news. Dems are baby killers.
0: Oh, no. We no. actually had
1: one of those guys. Oh, yeah. And I tried to convince him that he was a murderer because he said he supported uh, abortion in the case of a woman's life or health or death. Which, of well, course, isn't I the, want people to support that. But I'm like, well, then you're a murderer.
3: Isn't the logical conclusion of a person like that is that they're actually, I mean, doesn't that make you an implicit, like, grown woman murderer for wanting to carry it to its most logical end?
1: I guess. he, he You know what he cited as his as his, where he found the definition of, of personhood was the Torah.
0: Oh, he tried to talk Torah with you? Come on.
1: Well, I don't know the Torah, to be fair, except I think there's some stuff in there. He's religious. I'm not. But I was just like, oh, so you're a theocrat. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So moving on. Thank you so much, Nick, for calling in. I want to play this clip from our old friends at Pod Save America with special guest Erin Gloria Ryan, who did come in with the heat. Start off with the heat. I'm going to play this clip. I want to see, you know, most of it I think you're going to nod your head to. But then the Pajan strike, the Pajans come in. Uh, let's hear And apologies to the listeners. Uh, it is one and a half times speed because I just couldn't stand to listen to it at a regular speed. So here we go.
4: The thing that I felt was very taken advantage of as a young woman who has been outspoken in support of Democrats and Democratic candidates. I felt very much like every election cycle, there is this urgency in getting us to show up and vote and mobilize and phone bank and and you know put cute stickers on our tote bags and all that and you know and and for the most part in the last few elections young women have and then once democrats have control of you know the senate the house and the white house our our objectives are moved down to the very bottom of the list um you know the abortion thing should have been codified into law under president biden the fact that it wasn't is, is ridiculous the fact that we have enough democrats who care more about the filibuster than they do about female bodily autonomy or women's bodily autonomy or abortion rights is Egregious and every day or every every email I got that day that was like you gotta keep me in the Senate You chip in $15. It was like fuck you I fucked you to every single email that I got harder and harder throughout the day And I couldn't even look at my inbox by the end of the day. I felt um, Like I expected this to happen, but I didn't expect Democrats to fail as hard as they did
3: Can I ask because my rage is towards specifically Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema because
0: there we go. Oh,
4: Podjad really? into oh, wow. save I
1: the I day that one because I feel like wow, we had. Really? If, oh wow! That's yeah, yeah. Let's deep. just
3: you are seen and you are heard. My rage is towards specifically yeah. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema because I feel like we had if if we had two more Democratic senators who were anti filibuster and pro choice. Well, basically, we need we need fifty Democratic senators who are anti filibuster. We have fifty who are pro choice. We have fifty who were. We have forty eight who are anti filibuster on the Voting Rights Act. We haven't canvassed the rest of them on uh, getting rid of the filibuster to codify Roe, though someone should. Um, then we would have. Then every Democrat. Then we'd have every Democrat in the House or a majority of Democrats in the House, and Joe Biden would have signed it into law, and we would have it. So I feel like my specific rage is directed towards those two, but I don't know if.
0: So if we have thirty seven senators in the lower forty 48- eight. That support the filibuster and we add 15 senators from the upper 12. I don't know what he's talking about there. I don't know what he's saying other than don't be so angry at the Democrats.
1: Be angry at these two Democrats who are rotating villains who are apparently the president and vice president of the United States. Um, (laughs) Because if they were just regular senators, then you'd think that Joe Biden would have some power over them. I mean, just go back and look at LBJ and how he handled his people and got them in line. It's just this whole myth about, like, process and that they just can't do it. It's not that they don't want to do it. And we all know it's that they don't want to do it. In fact, there's just an article that I just retweeted. Someone sent to me, um, friend of my friend of show, Josh Bregman, sent me a a link to a tweet by Joe Sanka. Uh, who writes New From Me and A. D. Wolfson, President Biden Andrew Wolfson, President Biden is poised to nominate an anti abortion Republican attorney for federal judgeship in Kentucky in a parent deal with Mitch McConnell.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um what's,
1: what's that deal gonna get us? If that if that deal gets us to somehow uh get Roe B. Wade back, uh that would be a good that'll deal. That would be that would be a good I deal. I be. don't
0: think that's on the table, uh, Katie, unfortunately. We have a we have a couple of callers on the line. I'll take the next one. Jam, come on up. What do you want to talk about? What's going on? How are you feeling tonight? What's going on, y'all? Can't
1: you all can not hear me? Can't hear.
0: You're a little bit you're a bit low. You're a bit low. Uh, this is this better now? Uh you got to get higher, higher, way higher.
1: Take off your headphones if you're wearing headphones and just go to the oh, phone. No. Uh, is this better?
0: Yes, yes.
1: All right, go. Cool. Uh, first off, I was
5: want to shout out to Nick for the Berserk reference that had me dying. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but I wanted to, um, like, get your take and uh, see what you thought about, like, if, if Trump, were to like a run again and win, what type of president do you think, um, how do you think he'll run his presidency this time around, you know, going from the, the lessons that he got his first time? Because I think he was a very, I think he was a cultural, culturally successful president, like, to his base. Like, you know, like, first thing he did, one of the first things he did when he got in was, you know, like, the Muslim ban. Um, he did a bunch of, like, hard, like, hardcore lobbying uh, for, like, the wall. You know, you know, that didn't really do shit. But uh, I think with, and especially, um, I think his most successful thing was, you know, um, filling the court. So I, wondered, I wonder if um, he'll end up trying to push more, you know, mm-hmm. go, like, uh, deeper into, um, more to the cultural uh, cultural right or not or i just want to know what you guys would think about um what's his next president would, see would be if he actually won all right, all
0: right. but thank you, thank you so much for that great call and don't be a stranger please call back in jam thank you so much yeah. so trump part two electric boogaloo yeah. nightmarish mm-hmm. scenario but not one that seems that unlikely i do want to mention right. something about the judges i had this on the list trump actually did not pick those judges were handpicked for him by the Federalist Society. Right. The Federalist Society had helped pick, you know, the prior three conservative judges, but they basically picked like Trump just outsourced it. So right. the my answer to the question of what will Trump be like in part two, he'll be like much like Park One. He will do anything that people close to him tell him to right. do. And it's really just about that
1: yeah he really is someone who it's like he he trusts the last person he talked to him or the person who like gave him the best compliments or something that's my sense of it but um he's not you know the thing about Trump is like he's not he doesn't care about this shit he doesn't care about I mean he cares about it as an opportunist but he doesn't care about abortion
0: I mean I think he probably cares deeply about abortion and is makes and is uh, a little probably a little bit nervous uh, about this right if i'm being you honest he, allegedly he in parody on this comedy show i would oh, i would mean
1: because he he has impregnated people who he who then had abortions
0: katie i would never say um that except as that. a but, joke okay, but yeah but like right, almost certainly like if yeah, anybody
1: course, yeah. yeah he's not that i mean yeah it's it's weird He's uh yeah he doesn't care about this. Yeah,
0: he's a sleazeball. He's like he's not even like a religious. He's like an atheist. Like no. all, like all of this like he's like literally like uh, the closest thing we had to the first openly atheist uh, president, which is wild, but the the Federalist Society are these really conservative, right wing, and all mostly like Catholic, right. like all the judges that voted for this are, yeah. are Catholic, like extremely, uh, religious. The, Trump doesn't, that's not who Trump is or ever has been or ever right. could be. Jesus Christ.
1: Except remember when they, no pun intended, remember when they, I don't know if you remember this, they asked him why the IRA was like targeting him, and he's like, cause I'm extremely religious. <laughs> <laughs> my extreme extreme because I'm extremely religious. It was so funny.
0: All right, next caller Owen, how's it going? Come on up. Doing good. How are you okay, and baby? Oh, we're doing good tonight. How are you?
1: Good, thanks.
0: Doing good.
3: Um I had like sort of like a a, a, a softer a lighter
0: political question i just wanted to know what were you and katie's uh some of your favorite examples of like leftist fiction propaganda that's currently being made or has been made in the past uh, you what oh you said favorite what uh leftist fictional propaganda you said yeah like sort of like types of media for example you
3: could say like star trek or something like
0: that. oh okay so, Katie. Oh, this is a question I, I I usually give. But Katie, yeah, what's a good left? Some good leftist pieces of fiction that people can check out.
1: Oh, I'm not uh, fiction. I'm such a philistine. Let me think. Um, I mean, movies. Ray Bradbury. Ray, too- Ray Bradbury. Um, Reds. That movie Reds. It's like three hours long. Um, what else? Oh, that was uh, Beatty, right? Yes. Yeah, were Beatty. Yeah. Um. What about uh, TV Howard, shows? Howard Fast. Oh, 21 Jump Street.
0: Twenty One Jump Street shows. is a leftist leftist TV oh, yeah. show.
1: Definitely for, for real. Definitely I've, i I was. I mean, okay, it's propaganda, obviously, <laughs> but it has great foreign policy messaging. Really. And AIDS messaging. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. That's that's very interesting. I, I have to yeah. go. But I watched it. A,
1: a great episode about Central America. Yeah, where Doug Pinhole has a girlfriend who goes back to Central America and, and is killed.
0: Oh, that's so funny! That's so wild. There's a that's,
1: liberation theology priest in it. Yeah,
0: I have never heard this. That's wild. I didn't. I mean, I yeah. saw the first episode. It's very much dare, you know, keeping kids off drugs. Yeah, it is. yeah. But I, I, I did not know that they flipped the script after that.
1: It may be not great on the drug war nationally. I assume that if we got into it with them internationally, they'd have a more progressive. You know we're gonna have to. We should rewatch the series. Let's do a limited limited podcast. Where Let we just do. Um,
0: uh, watch some Twenty One yeah. Jump Street.
1: Yeah, that'd be I, fun. Yeah.
0: I can dig it. I did have yeah. some old clips from that era, though, starting with the '80s, because one narrative that's gone that the Democrats have used to defend themselves is that they just didn't know that these Republican justices, again, who are all part of a far-right religious cult that started in the 1980s for the express purpose of propagating right-wing judges to the highest stations of power. And Katie, uh, this is a very funny story. The reason the Federalist Society started, it wasn't necessarily ideological. It was because in class, they would get made fun of every time they would say something conservative. So they literally were just nerds who got bullied. And so they started their own little secret club at the highest and Handpicked people who were on their way to the highest rungs of power, and they succeeded. Six of the nine Supreme Court justices were from their little club. That's just and is barely mentioned on you know the news and the mainstream media that uh, this happened. Al Jazeera put out an article uh, today just uh, fi- uh, about called "The Federalist Society Architects of the American Dystopia." That's worth uh, checking out. But I want to just play a clip of. Because the Democrats keep saying, oh all these judges when they were testifying they said they, they believed in uh, Roe versus Wade they said they wouldn't o- overturn it not and that's not actually the case. Again, these are people who came with a plan. These people planned this since they were in college uh, or at least in law in law school to get to the Supreme Court and overturn Roe v. Wade. So shockingly enough, they lied. They obfuscated. They skirted. They didn't. They weren't. They didn't come clean to the Democrats, Mm-mm. and somehow they didn't know this. So here's a clip not of all the justices and what they actually said about Roe v. Wade.
5: Do I have this day an opinion, a personal opinion, on the outcome in Roe v.ersus Wade? And my answer to you is that I do not. But you think there is as fundamental a concern. Uh, as legitimacy so of the court
1: behind him. Uh,
0: would be
5: involved. If oh, I sorry, Ro
0: that lied. was first. Uh, sorry, doing bad radio there. The first person speaking was oh, Clarence. Wait, Tho- was Clarence Thomas, right. and Thomas, now we have now
1: we have Arlen Specter questioning uh, Samuel Alito. And Samuel Alito's wife is behind him, anxious, and uh, that's because she knows he's about to lie through his teeth. <laughs>
3: yeah, or to be overturned, well, Mr. Chairman. I think that there the legitimacy of the court would be undermined in any case if the court made a decision no, based on its perception way. of public opinion. So, so he
0: he, dis- he what he says is that, oh, it would be a bad look if we overturn Roe v. Wade. Right. Not that he wouldn't do it, just that, right. oh, that would be a bad look. But again, these are religious zealots who just do not care about a bad yeah. look.
4: So a good It's actually judge- really
1: funny because his mom, I remember when he was being confirmed, I remember his mom was, like, in an interview, she was like, of course he's anti-choice. <laughs> or anti-abortion. She's the one who said anti-choice, yeah. And he had to, like, walk that back.
0: Ari, and we have Neil Gorsuch Gors- oh, talking worst. to uh, Chuck awesome Grassley. Hilarious.
4: We'll consider it as precedent of the United States Supreme Court, worthy as treatment of precedent like any other.
3: Senator, I...
0: So, again, he's saying it has precedent and we'll treat it as precedent, precedent right. like any other... Which means you can overturn precedent is overturned all the time. Not all the time, right. but it does get overturned at, at times, and th- that's what happened.
3: Like any other. Yeah. Senator, I um, said that it's settled as a precedent of the Supreme Court entitled to respect under principles of stare decisis. And one of the important things to keep in mind about Roe v. Wade is that it has been reaffirmed many times over the past. Uh, 45 years.
0: Webster's Dictionary defines Roe v. Wade as a law. Again, he just states the facts. It has been maintained. It has been established. His purpose of going to the court is to undo that, and he does not promise not to do that. Uh, That was, of course, uh, Kavanaugh. And next up, we have Amy Coney Barrett and uh, and our home girl, Amy Amy Yes.
6: Richard Fallon from Harvard said, Roe is not a super precedent because calls for its overruling have never ceased. But that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. It just means that it doesn't fall on the small handful of cases like Marbury versus Madison and Brown versus the board that no one questions anymore.
0: That really does tie it together because she because earlier they said, oh, it's precedent. And then she comes back and says, well, it's not super precedent. People still challenge it. There's only a narrow few things that are super present that will never overturn. And Roe v. Wade is not one of them. But don't worry, because most cases are like that. It's just they absolutely did not say they would not overturn Roe v. Wade at any point.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: All right. Next caller, Sam. How's it going? Go ahead, unmute yourself. It's at the bottom of the screen. Hello. Hey, how's it going? How
6: can hey, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, we got you.
6: Okay, great. So I uh, here's my question. They so it seems like this is like would fall into Democrats' laps as like the perfect opportunity, where you know they don't have to make any kind of economic statement. Yeah, you know, they don't have to do anything for voters other than saying we're going to fight you know tooth and nail for Roe v. Wade. And that that should be what they're going all in on. And then they can sort of maintain their position as, like, there's a neoliberal kind of world order, and we are the defenders of that. And it seems like they've even lost grasp of that, where they're like, yeah, even this, we don't even, like, care that it's going away. It's like, you know, I I get that they're, you know, that they're, they're, I don't know, whatever, they're pussies or they can't fight, but, like, this seems like this is, like for their donor base for everyone like what what do they what do they have to lose to just take a hard stance on this
1: I think it's partly that they're not just cowards that they actually don't want this that they want to be able to fundraise off of this and they want to be able to fearmonger people with this Um, I think that's part of the reason that they don't do anything about these scary ass judges getting confirmed. It's also because almost all the decisions made by the Supreme court relate to corporate power and economic issues. And, and the Democrats, as we know, are basically like the Republicans on those issues.
0: Yeah. This is not the first horrific decision that's been passed. And they're like, they're about to demolish the EPA established of all people by Richard Nixon. um, And it'll be demolished under a president uh, Biden and maybe all federal regulation, like, it's just a free-for-all. And again, this was what they've been, with a bunch of nerds at Yale who got picked on at school, were able to do, what have the Democrats done in that same amount of time? Sam, thank you so much uh, for the call. If I was a a
6: Democratic politician, I would say this is an aberration of the norm that we all so love to uphold, and, like, really go hard on that, because that's, like, what they all have to ride on, and it's like they're letting that slip away. So I, I feel like they're I don't know. I, I think like the idea they're that they're inept.
1: Well?
6: It's like are they inept or are they evil? And now I'm starting to think that maybe they're inept.
1: Well no, that's they're not. I don't so you were you're saying that you used to think that they were inept and now you think they're evil or the other way around?
6: No, the other way around. No. No uh well, yeah, no yeah, exactly. I thought they were I thought they liked that I thought this system sort of had this place where they were sort of like Holding back the the boulder that was gonna crush us all, and then they let it crush us. And now they're like, "Well, yeah." And I think they uh, uh, they they're not um, they're not holding their place that like kind of keeps their, their like whatever space they they have to like that. They're they're giving up their space of power where like they it makes sense to support them, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. And you were asking what they're doing. And I'm going to take care of that in our last segment. Thank you so much, Sam, uh, for the call. Much appreciated. Uh, Don't be a stranger. But I have a story like what. So what are the Democrats doing? And they are spending, you know, big money on certain races. Uh, our friend of the show, friend of ours, Kate Willett, uh, posted this from a Political. There's also an article in the New York Times about this. Uh, Katie, did you know that the Democrats are literally spending millions of dollars in some of the races going yeah. around the country, some of the primaries, to –
1: Like Whisker? Uh, yeah, for Chicago? to
0: on Republican – candidates, Fair Republican,
1: Republican like super far right, Republican
0: far candidates. right. Yeah. Republicans It's the Pied Piper strategy. Right. Once again, they are li- they're literally funding these uh, in several states. In the last few weeks, a Democratic super PAC has poured three point nine million dollars into television ads in the Republican primary race to help Ron Hanks a state legislator who has declared that Donald Trump won the 2020 election and that all abortion t- should be outlawed. I also think he was also at 1-6. It may have been another guy, too. Um, but they've – and it's not just this one race. They've funded three – Democrats also spent money to shape – Three Republican primaries in Colorado on Tuesday, again giving money to the farther right candidate in hope that they win the primary, so that the Democrat will have a, a easier time in the general election. We know how that generally works out, but the Democrats, again, not being you know good at this, when they spent the. the all the, they lost all three of those races in Colorado that they spent money on. So their far-right candidate w- lost all those races. So it was a waste of money for a Republican. Absolutely bizarre.
1: Yeah. That's because they can't do real politics. So they have to do these weird maneuverings. They can't actually run on shit.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's unfortunate. But Katie... Thank you so much for joining me, and I had a great time talking with you. It's been too long. It's been too long since we I know it ta-
1: has been too long.
0: Um, but tell people once more where they can find you, where they can find the Katie Helper Show.
1: Yeah, the Katie Helper Show. You can find it at Patreon, patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. You can find it at um, uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash the Katie Helper Show. You can find it at uh, where else? Oh, you can listen to it as a podcast, and you can find Useful Idiots. Uh, subsec.com Useful Idiots. com. You can find it on a podcast. You can find it at YouTube.com/slash Useful Idiots. We do a live stream every Monday at uh, 10 a.m. Then we do a call-in every Monday morning at 11 a.m. I do my show live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. EST. Leslie, got to come back. To oh, the Katie Halper show.
0: Please, I'd love to. Now that summer's here, school's out for summer, I have more time. I would love to. Love to. Great all right everyone thank you so much for listening much appreciated had a blast talking to you thank you so much for all the calls. might do a little bit few more of these political ones but thank you so much for listening to the wrestling shows thank you so much for listening to struggle session at patreon.com slash struggle session or a show hey if you're missing the wrestling show tonight Check out the show we're about to put up at, sesh.show, uh, at sesh.plus uh, rather, with Matt Bender, uh, who is a big-time wrestler. Katie, did you know that Matt was a wrestling fan, a wrestling aficionado? I did not know that. Oh, he is a big-time wrestling fan. And we talk about the life and crimes of Vince McMahon. Um, Katie, I'm sure you've heard that he had to step down as CEO from WWE in this past I week. I
1: didn't hear that. I'm, I'm glad I'm sitting down, though. I'm oh, yes. Down, that's no, news. You
0: n- never thought you'd see I- it today.
1: Can I also say one more thing, which is that on my live stream last night, which I did with a bunch of people, including um, Amy Merrill from Plan C, we talk about how you can get legal medical, well, I don't know if legal legal, uh, we talk about how you can have a medical abortion. It's You can get pills. Oh, so yes. There are ways to get pills. Go to plancpills.org. You can hear what my discussion with Amy Merrill, who's one of the founders of it, um, and we have a great discussion. It's, you know, we, what we do is we, as is our want on my show, we go over how much the Democrats have failed um, or not even failed because I think it's intentional. So they've failed the people. But we also have some solutions about what can be done, including um, how you can connect to places like Plan C. Yeah. Which provides. Um, uh yeah, pill pill abortions, medical abortions.
0: Yeah, you've been doing some great uh, shows over there, Katie. Hey. I, I really, you know, appreciate your work. Everyone uh, does, and thank you so much for coming on my. Oh,
1: one more pitch. Sorry, I did a video with Double Down News. Check that out because there are a lot of people who are hating on it, and that I did that uh, where it's a little bit of a like a monologue where I'm talking about all the things the Dems did and how R B G should have retired. So yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, go give about. that support to Katie. Katie, yeah. one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. Thank you all for listening. Have a blast tonight. Have a good one. Peace.